Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to my live Q&A. Hope y'all are doing well on this Friday evening. Hope y'all are having a great start to your weekend, focused on personal development, focused on um, growth, focused on uh, um, improving. So I hope there's a little energy aimed towards that. And so if you're watching me live, I want to say thank you. Or if you're watching later, I want to say thank you so much for watching. If this is your very first time, my name is Joshua, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And after watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be your coach here online. But if you've been subscribed for a long period of time, you've been rocking with me, whether it's been 13 years since I started or 13 minutes ago, I want to say thank you so much for being a subscriber and trusting the gift of God in me to help guide you um, to grow closer in him. So for those watching me live, go ahead and get your fingers ready. Go ahead and get yourself ready. Type your questions in. Let me know where you're watching from, all that good stuff. I'm going to give you all an opportunity to get your uh, questions together. And as those who are listening on whatever podcast stream or audio stream, I want to say thank you all so much for being a listener and um, and just following me on those platforms as well. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to type your questions in and see what we got. Uh, Joanne, thank you for watching from Australia. Thank you for watching from Sydney. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate your support and for tuning in because I'm sure it's like early in the morning over there. But either way, thank you for watching my way. So I'm going to give you all an opportunity. I know it's later than normal, so I'm going to give you all an opportunity. Go ahead and share. Get out to as many people as possible um, so that we can serve them and see if some of the questions that you ask uh, will be a question they're looking for. Nick Antoine says, how do you rebound when you are set back in multiple areas and are in a rut in all areas of life? Where do you start? Great question, fam. Um, th uh, things uh, rebound or things turn around for your good. Uh, when you allow your mind to be renewed. And what I mean by this is this, uh, God can redeem the time if you allow God to renew, renew your mind. And what I mean by this is the more you learn from your experiences, the, main, the more you look back and see where you made mistakes, um, the more you begin to say, you know what, I'm going to learn more about the, in this area. I'm going to invest and understand this area more. The more you begin to see things turn around in your favor, right? And so if you're having a bunch of setbacks, usually uh, it's depending on your mindset, or your skill sets, right? Your mindset is the way you see the world, the way you see yourself, the way you see business, the way you see whatever you see, whatever you find yourself in a rut. And then when you take the time to renew your mind in those areas and begin to gain more understanding and then add with that some skill sets that help support growth in that area, then you'll be surprised how quickly you rebound. Right. And so if it's in every area of your life, you have to question your, your work ethic, you have to question your mindset, you have to question uh, um, your effort, you have to question uh, um, a lot of different things and also God's timing. But usually when it comes to things that we mess up on or we're just not flowing in a level of efficiency and effectiveness is due to our lack of uh, of 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 growth, maturity, etc. So where do you start? You start with looking in the mirror. Looking in the mirror, looking at that person that's looking back at you and saying, okay, what am I doing in my life that's causing me not to be as effective and as good as I need to be? And then begin to get on a sheet of paper and write down those areas where you need improvement and then surround yourself with different things that are going to help you renew your mind in those areas with the Bible, with, with different books or literature or videos or, or courses that will enable you to be more uh, disciplined, that will enable you um, to understand the importance of, of being disciplined. And then you 
will begin to have that motivation. See, when you look three years, of, uh, uh, 10 years ahead and you start determining what kind of person you want to be, then you will begin to see what you need to have around you to develop you. So start with looking in the mirror. Right. And secondly, write down a sheet of paper, the areas you need to improve thoroughly, begin to surround yourself with support systems that will enable you to renew your mind and develop skill sets that will support your success. Hope to help. Christina says, uh, thank you for watching from Arizona. We appreciate it. Hey, checking in for Rhode Island. Thank you so much. Um, Netta, I hope I said your name right. True Vintage says, is it true the longer your dreams and goals are delayed, the bigger the reward or blessing? That's partially true. Not fully true, because sometimes things are delayed due to a lack of discipline. A lot of things are delayed because of us, not because of some type of divine uh, intervention, right? And so oftentimes we have to ask ourselves, um, do I fully understand the severity of the thing that I need, want, or aspire to have or become, right? You're so welcome, Nick. And when you begin to think on those lines, you begin to have a little bit more understanding and patience of what is required for that area to be rewarded. The bigger the blessing, the bigger the person you got to be. Oftentimes people say, why am I not blessed with money? And it's not that you're bad with money. It means that you may be too generous with the money. God is looking for stewards. Stewards are individuals that says, even though I have, the Holy Spirit telling me I should not give, right? And so things are delayed because of divine and due to a lack of discipline. So, yes, there's a lot of areas in life where things that are prolonged is based upon um, the level that comes with it. But at the same time, um, don't get so caught up in that that you overlook the discipline required for destiny to be manifested in your life, right? And so partially true, but not fully true if they help. You're welcome, Nick. Uh, Latrell, thank you for watching. We appreciate you. George Falcon says, in the beginning, is it bad if when I read the Bible or pray, I do it more because I know it's something I need more than something I long to do? Um, be very careful with that because oftentimes when we go into um, theological pursuits and when we get into the word of God because it is good, any too much of anything could be bad for you. And what I mean by that, if you go into the word of God and all you're looking to do and looking to get out of the word of God is knowledge, 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 knowledge versus a longing, 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 then you will be studying God versus being a friend of God. You'll be studying the word of God versus being fed by the word of God, sharpened by the word of God, strengthened by the word of God, right? So it, it depends on the root of your longing. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with increasing time when 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 just in leisure. Like There's nothing wrong with reading your Bible and there's no longing there, but make sure that that's not the main uh, 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 pull to the word because when doing that, you could be puffed up with a bunch of theology, but not a lot of, uh, of fellowship and friendship with God. So in the beginning, is it bad if when I read the Bible or pray, I do it more because I know it's something I need more? See, yeah, so there's, there, there is some wrong in that, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that to the same degree. So what I'm saying is nothing wrong with talking to God anytime. There's nothing wrong with reading the word at any time, but you got to always check your motive, always check your heart so that you don't fall apart in the process of, 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 of dividing the word of truth to the point where you puffed up mentally, you puffed up in your mind, but you have no passion and true love for God himself. So find that middle line, find that balance where you are, because I'm a student of I'm a student of God's word too. So don't get me wrong, I understand where you're coming from, but make sure that you don't womb womb in that lane and then find yourself far away from God. But you know a lot about him, but you don't know enough of him, if that makes sense. True Venture says, I asked because my gifts and talents is to be in Hollywood filmmaker. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. The enemy, I'm not the enemy, but God will love to have his soldiers in, in certain fields of the enemy, but at the same time, 
Um, make sure you dive a little bit more deeper in your relationship with God so your discernment can be clearer so that when you do step into that realm, you will have a little bit more sharpness, keenness, wittiness, um, cleverness to be able to navigate that through the leadership of the Holy Spirit, right? And so there's nothing wrong with, and I'll never be the type of person I'm like, well, that's the devil's land. No, uh, uh, um, God is still using innovators in, in the Christian world and in his family and his kingdom to impact worlds that may be, have darkened over the previous years. And so definitely, but take your time, focus more on developing in Christ while developing your craft so that when you do stand in these arenas, you will have the character that will enable you to last. Jojo Davis says, what's up, coach? Josh, is Jojo out of Fort Worth? Good to see you. What do you do when you're trying to get a job, but people won't hire you because you have cerebral palsy? Well, nothing and no one can stop you uh, from where God wants you. There's, there's not a person... Um, that can hinder you or stop you from being in the will of God and what God has for you. So the advice that I would give you is, is know that in time, you'll come on this video and you'll post a comment or or, or a live uh, comment saying, coach, I got a job and God will provide. And so what I don't want to happen to you is to become uh, emotionally distraught, uh, mentally uh, confused or, or physically even more diseased, right? Because of stress or being pressed. God is still your provider. God is still still loves you. God still has a plan and a way for you. And he desires for you to be healed as well. And so what I will do in the meantime is start studying on what type of herbs and what type of things you can do to aid the healing in your life so that you can continue to increase. But in the meantime, I wouldn't worry too much about that because God will provide and he will give you that job that you need. But in the meantime, make sure you take care of your vessel. Make sure you do research on what uh, um, herbs or what foods or what things you can eat to reverse that because God gave you an am amazing immune system um, that will, if you invest in it and feed it, will sustain itself and heal your body. And so if people don't hire you, that's fine because nobody can stop you from being what God wants you, if that makes sense. Jay Miller says, how to deal with liking a guy who I often dream about, yet his actions don't confirm the same feelings for me. How much of your coach? Oh, okay. How to gain confidence. Okay. So you got multiple questions. So first question is this, how to deal with liking a guy who, who I often dream about, yet his actions don't confirm the same feeling? Well, you have to be very careful. Uh, when you engage deeply in the idea of an individual, because oftentimes we make strong feelings and we compare that to God, uh, God's guidance, right? Or God's confirmation. God is not going to allow you typically, and I'm not trying to speak on God fully, <clears throat> but I, the more I know him, I don't think that he will have you uh, overly invested in um, um, in a guy, especially if that if he's not confirming the same, this is what you do in life. No matter what comes into your life, whether through dream, vision, uh, encounters, whatever, you write them down and you put them on the shelf, and you leave them alone. Don't overly indulge mentally in it unless the Holy Spirit draws you into that. Right? Never draw yourself in the depths. Um of something without the Holy Spirit leading, because what's going to happen is you'll begin to develop even stronger emotions, even stronger feelings for it. And then it may cause you uh, um, to either be bored with it or to floor it and go forward with it in a deeper way. So you have to be very cautious with that because emotions are tricky. The heart is deceptive. And the more you begin to scroll on his page, the more you begin to think about him, it'll start flooding into your dream world. And it has nothing to do with God. 
You know what I'm saying? You could be thinking about something all the time. And because it's been sitting in your subconscious for a long period of time, it can start flooding into your dreams. It can start flooding into different things. And now you overly investigate it and dissecting it to see, is this is this of God? And then now all of a sudden you confuse because now his actions is not confirming to the dreams you have. So you got to make sure and ask yourself, Am I spending more time thinking about this guy than I am in the pages of God's word versus praying with God? Because oftentimes um, when we do that, we overly indulge with the idea of a person and we and we and that takes up more of our energy. Then we'll think it's God because we're Christian. Right. But at the same time, it could be detrimental because now um, that guy was probably never a part of the plan of God for your life. But because now you got feelings and emotions attached to it. Now, all of a sudden, now it's pulling you towards it. So you also got to ask yourself, how content are you in your singleness? Now, if these dreams are coming out of left field or whatever, and you're continuing singleness, then man, possibly. But if it's more so, Josh, you're right. I'm not content with my singleness. I do find myself in these moments periodically where I'm overly invested in a guy or the idea of an individual that start dreaming and start, then you have to check your heart, check your motives, and check your commitment level with God and seeing if it's affecting um, 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 you in this area. Great question, though. Second question is, how much for your coach? Says, it just depends. I'm in a, a a lot of things going on in my life right now. Good things. I'm not talking about bad things, but I'm working, um, um, uh, producing, creating stuff. <clears throat> so email me. Let me know what your budget is. Let me know what time frame you have, and, and, and if I have time, I'll make time for you. So email me. Let me know what your budget is, all that good stuff, and we can see what we can do. Jay Miller, oh, you also said how to gain confidence, step out of comfort zone where work is concerned, and go into money-making fields. Great question. Well, uh, one thing that I always say to people is that the gifts that God's downloads in you and the ideas God downloads in you is typically the things that will kind of carry you as a load throughout the different phases of life and will begin to uh, load up for your generation's wealth that will enable them to continue to build that load based upon your uh, uh, desire to develop them uh, mentally uh, in stewarding money, right? So the best way to step in in confidence is fellowship with Christ. You want Christ's confidence, not self-confidence. You want Christ's confidence because Christ's confidence trumps self-confidence. And what I mean by that, you could be self-confident, but then you could fall in, you can fl uh, fly into pride or you can fall into disappointment because now your ultimate confidence was in self. And then when self doesn't produce, when self cannot produce any good on its own, then all of a sudden now you feel yourself lonely. Now you feel yourself uh, uh, being whatever, or you puffed up and fool yourself and you setting yourself for inevitable fall. So what I will say is you got to find that Christ confidence. And that comes from fellowship. That comes from engaging. That comes from reading the word. That comes from stillness and silence often. It comes from eating right and finding balance so that you will be able to find your confidence in him so that when you're nervous or you feel afraid or you don't feel adequate enough, that kicks in and it lets you know that you are made in the image of God, that the dignity uh, uh, from the divine is upon you and, and that he has a purpose for you. And then you will step into those realms boldly because your confidence is in Christ and his leadership by his spirit knowing that you are capable because of the spirit alone, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord, then you have confidence. I have ultimate, I have supreme confidence, not because of me, because I know Josh, <laughs> but my confidence comes because I know I'm called to this. I'm confident in this because I know that I spar with the Holy Spirit often and stay sharp in my craft. He's my sparring partner. 
I know that because what Jesus did on the cross for me, I now have right standing with God. So I no longer have to fall into condemnation. I no longer have to fall into, into self-hate and self-doubt because I can't, I, I, my value is not based upon what I do or who I am. It's based upon the image that I bear. And when I know I'm in constant fellowship with the Father because of the sacrifice of the Son, and by the sacrifice of the Son now enables for me to have the Spirit indwell in me, for me to be sparring every day to find confidence and know that my worth is in, and I can do all things because I know who where my strength comes from. And that keeps me in a the high frequency of joy that enables me to be successful and grateful. And 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 develop around me an aura that draws people to me that I can, can then lead them to God. So your confidence must come from God, and then He will always uh draw you out of your comfort zones. But it starts that. But if you find self-confidence, self-confidence is not um is not the end all be all. Christ's confidence is because yourself will disappoint you every single time. Hope to help. Uh true venture says. Is the MGTOW red pill movement a good? I don't even know what that is, fam. I, I've never seen that. I, I've never seen the MGTOW. Uh, is the exposure of female? Uh, is the exposure of female nature something needed? And thoughts on Kevin Samuels? I only seen maybe a couple of videos of Kevin Samuels. Um, um, a lot of what he's saying is true. Um, um, I think I think a part of what he's doing is needed. I don't want to say too much because I haven't saw many videos of his. Um, but I do think that. Both uh, women and men need to be held more accountable. I do believe that's necessary. I do believe in some degree, um, based upon culture, um, that sometimes women could have 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 garnered certain mindsets because of a lack of accountability, a lack of older women taking care of the younger women. And that's on men, too. Um, but I haven't I haven't watched enough of his videos to know. Um, him personally. So I, I definitely don't have any thoughts that I can stand on because I haven't uh, digested a lot of his material. Right. Uh, but as far as the uh, uh, MGTOW, I haven't heard of that. Um, is the exposure of female nature something needed? I, I, I think the exposure of self and sin is needed. I think um, and only truth can provide that. And you can't you can't reveal the truth without truth. You can't reveal truth, lowercase t, without truth, capital T. You can't reveal truth as as a premise if you don't have truth as a person. And I think the more we we, we tell the story and reveal Christ in our lives and the reality of the, the depravity in our own hearts and our desperate need for a savior in the mix of such beautiful creation that that reveals the glory handiwork of God. Then and only then can we reveal, see that we there is no benefit in self. And because self is not beneficial, the reason why self is not beneficial because the sin that dwells in it, then we'll find ourselves. Then what else do I have? What can I do to save myself from myself to find life and life more abundantly? Then we can reveal the answer that was given to us 2000 plus years ago in the man Christ Jesus. And only then can men and women be held accountable to the standard by which God reveals. And when that man reveals it is unable to meet that standard of God then they have to naturally rely on the solution by which we can now be uh, righteous in the eyes of God. And that's through the saving of Jesus Christ and the indwelling and sealing of his Holy Spirit that every day manages our lives to enable us to be more like Christ day by day. Hope to help. Christopher says, hey, coach, hope you're doing well. Plans to be a dad soon? Yeah, yeah, man. Can't wait to get these asses out. <laughs> Can't wait. So, yeah, definitely being having those in our plans for sure. Can't wait for God to bring those blessings, man. I'm excited. Uh, let's see here. 
beautiful black queen says what if you're praying for healing with your body but it seems like you're getting uh you got a long ways to go well um healing happens when habits change oftentimes 99.9% of healing happens when habits change the reason why many of us sick is because we are completely unaware of what's in our food we're completely un unaware of the benefits of herbs and and spices and and certain things we're unaware of inflammation we're unaware of the effects of stress. There's a lot of things that causes dis-ease. Disease is being distanced from ease, and ease is the opposite of stress. So when you're distressed, then you find yourself diseased or distanced from ease because peace brings uh, uh, vitality, right? Uh, uh, pace brings um, productivity, right? And so uh, you have to, instead of praying, now you have to look at your practices, because oftentimes we ask God to heal us, but we don't have the practices. Why would God heal someone of diabetes if they're going to eat 15 honey buns the next day? Why is going to, why would God heal somebody of heart disease? They're going to eat a bucket of chicken the next minute. God is a steward. God is looking for stewards, even stewards of health. And, and so we have to look at ourselves and say, am I practicing the habits of health? Am I, in, am I giving my body the opportunity to heal itself? We live in a world that wants us diseased because diseased individuals are, are the best, <clears throat> um, are the most used individuals and the most abused individuals. So you got to look at your diet. Um, instead of praying about it, now let's be about it, right? And in practices, do research. Whatever your issue is, whatever your sickness is, is usually probably stress or, in or inflammation, uh, look up thing. Look up foods that reverses inflammation. Look up stuff that reverses uh, or gives or, or or helps you ease your mind and, and stop being stressed. Uh, and just start looking and looking up stuff. Doctor Josh Axe is the guy I've been looking up to for a long time. Um, I'll go ahead and post that there. I think that okay. I hope it posts. Yeah, Doctor Josh Axe. Look him up. A lot of great resources. That's who I've been uh, reading about and watching maybe for five years now, and it's really changed my life. Jennifer Webb says, hey, coach, I believe I can see some things in the spirit regarding the current times, but my friends and family cannot see it. My parents keep trying to convince me otherwise. How do I deal? Um, you, you don't give your pearls to swine. Because if you give your pearls a swan, they'll step on your heart. They'll step on your joy. They'll step on your conviction. They'll step on that. And then all of a sudden, you'll find yourself not even trusting in it. So if God is showing you something and you believe that you know things, at least that's stuff that I know, that if I told people right now, they'll be like, man, you crazy. I've said some things years ago, and stuff is happening right now, right? But I've realized in spiritual maturity that most people are so rooted in this world system. They're so rooted in idols that anytime a truth is revealed to them against their idols, they don't want to believe it because they're too invested in it. It went over a lot of people's heads, but they, they don't want to believe it, even if it's true, because they're too invested in it. I'm too invested in this for me to go against it, because now I'm going to have to deal with the reality that I was too, too, too quick or too naive or too dumb or too numb. And I fell into a lie. But now for me to feel good and I got a lie to myself to make myself feel better about my investing in this thing, even though I know what the truth says. So a lot of people, they don't they don't want to listen to you because they're like, I'm too invested in this world. I'm too invested in this to believe it. And even if it's true, I'd rather die on this hill 
than to than to see myself in the mirror for who I really am and to deal with the uh the reality of me being fooled. Most people don't know how to stomach being fooled, being lied for, but people don't understand the mantra of winning and learning. I don't care if I've been made to a fool. I don't I don't care if I've lost. I'm going to learn from, but most people don't have the stomach or the resolve or or the, the mindset of overcoming failure or overcoming the idea they fell into a trap. If I find out that I was fooled five days ago, five minutes ago, I'm not going to let that beat me up. I'm going to buy you got me, but you won't get me again. But for you, I will stop talking to them about it. One thing about me, the moment I see a person's ignorance mixed with arrogance, then I exit. The moment I see a person arrogant in their ignorance, I no longer talk to them about anything of truth because they're too, they think they know everything without research. So the moment I see ignorance in the midst of arrogance, then I, I'm out. So when you start seeing them um, start being arrogant in their ignorance, then you just, you just go on about you, but you still love them, but don't talk about that no more with them. Mariana says, how to know direction for job search? And I don't know what I should look for. Um, keep looking towards God. Keep fellowshipping with God. All of the jobs that I had was uh, I didn't have to look for. They looked for me. Now, that doesn't mean you don't do your due diligence. That doesn't mean you don't go and, and fill out application. I'm not sitting there. I'm not advocating for la uh, laziness. But in the process of fellowshipping with God, I was led. With with effort, with eagerness, with excitement, with with desire to get a job, I went in a direction of searching while at the same time uh, uh, um, uh, seeking the will of God for my life by spending time with God. Then it enabled me to find the jobs that was finding me. So uh, what you do is um, um, look for look. The best thing is look for what's available. All right. Look for what's available. Look at what you're capable of. And go in that direction. And some jobs uh, that God may send you into may not have nothing to do with your field, but you learn people skills there. You learn more about yourself in there. And so what you do now is go keep looking for a job, but make sure you're spending extra time with God and being sensitive to him and vibing with him. And then you'll be surprised what finds you. Chris says, what's a good Bible version for a mid for a, a man in his mid twins? I think is what you're saying. Uh, I, I, I read the ESV, the English Standard Version. I have the, uh, do I got the Bible here? Oh, maybe I took it to my, to my job. Yeah. No, I didn't. This book right here, the ESV Study Bible, this Bible is, I mean, the, the Study Bible portion of the ESV is a great book, great Bible to have. So I will, I will definitely get the ESV Study Bible. Um, That would be a good book for you, fam. I got time for maybe two more. I got to go. Lilo27 says, hey, coach, what are some practical tips to cast down vain imaginations and make it obey obedient to Christ? Finding my thoughts at random times of the day, wondering and going to pathways. Well, you have to understand that everything from the fall has fallen. Everything from the moment of the initial fall is falling, even our own brains. Uh, the, when we are developing certain mindsets and developing in the brain, the brain is falling. That's why the Bible says, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our minds are falling. They are in a fallen state outside of a thriving fellowship with the Father. The only way a mind is developed and only the, the only way the mind becomes the Christ mind is when it's in fellowship with the Father, when it's in fellowship with God. That's why Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father do. Fellowship keeps that frequency of mind in fellowship with God. And now you in the divine type of thinking 
the divine way of processing, the divine way of determining what's the difference between a vain and valid thought, right? So you got to increase your fellowship with God and start removing other influences. That's why I don't watch much TV. I don't watch much videos. I really live a quiet, peaceable life. I, I live a still, silent life often because I, I want to make more room with fellowship with God because the more I'm in that frequency of mind and my mind is being renewed, the more I begin to, in, in split second moments, oftentimes if I'm not too tired, to be able to determine the difference between what is what is what is what. Right now, coupled with that is the practicality of getting a sheet of paper and writing down what the thought is. This is the practical stuff that you can do. Write down what the thought is or the imagination is. You can only cast down at the level of Christ you know. The enemies are always trying to throw above, throw that idea, throw that thought just a little bit above what you know about yourself and what you know about God. Because he knows ignorance is where the person makes the worst decisions. And what you don't know about a thing, or if I can alter the way you look at that thing, then I can cause you to fumble that thing, right? So usually he'll throw imagination in your mind, demons. I don't like to say he because the Satan is not omnipresent, but demons will try to throw, or even you will throw imaginary, imaginary thoughts above it, your idea of God, or you try to throw it against the false God, the uh, graven image of God, and then you'll be like, well, that God will do it, but it's not the God of the Bible, right? And so what you do is you write down that thought and then you look up scriptures in comparison to the, the general um, wording or phrase of that thought or word of that thought, lust, um, obedience, uh, uh, money, whatever it is that you're struggling with. Then utilize that and compare it to the word of God. What does the word of God say about this in general, right? Or in specific, because there's something that's very specific, right? Then you compare the two. And if that if they don't match, then you say this ain't this ain't what I need to think on. Then you write up under that vain thought the right type of thought patterns. Because the reason is the reason why we have the wrong talk patterns and the wrong the wrong walk patterns because we have the wrong thinking patterns or thought patterns. You gotta stop change. You gotta change the rhythm of thought that you have. And the best way to change the rhythm of thought is to find the truest thought you should think on, and it completely eradicate the wrong thought to the point to where it never produces anything. You have to understand, thoughts are seeds. Thoughts are seeds. Thinking is rain that gives that seed life. The more you think on the sin, is not in the thought that crept in. The sin is the overindulgence of one's mind thinking on that thing to the point to where it produces. Like seeds, when it's rained on, produces fruit. So we must all take thoughts very seriously because of what they produce. And if you know the power of a thought, you would take your time to vet it and audit it to ensure it's worth thinking about it, right? Uh, so finding my thoughts at random times of the day, wondering and going into pathways, you have to say, why Why is my mind going to relationships? Which means it's revealing to a degree um, that there's some soul tie there. And I have a book that you can get right that that, uh, that will help you with that. And it's called um, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties Over Strongholds. And it'll give you better clarity on what soul ties do and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, you have to always find the facts over the field. So what I need you to do is write down all the reasons why that past relationship must die. I told the young lady I was counseling the other day. I told her, anytime you give a false hope on a thing that should be finished, the more life you give that thing and the chance of you getting back with that thing will be will be more 
or you will be dwelling on that even in the future thing. What I mean by that, you got to you got to say it's done. Don't even give it a false hope. Don't even give that much of possibility of being it being whatever it is. Anytime you give that that give something that much hope, it's going to become dope. And you're going to be drugged on it and you're going to be drugged by it, right? So what you need to do is say, I'm not going to give this no hope. It's over between me and Tyrone. It's over between me and Tiffany. It's done. It's done for, it, not, don't even say for right now, because for right now it gives a false hope. Don't even give no hope to it. Because then you have more hope in that than you do in God. And you start making God as the one that gives a stamp approval to it. And then you start running towards it because you think that's what God wants to do when it wasn't God's will for you in the first place. So investigate all thoughts and investigate the fruit of every thought. Ask yourself, if I continue to think about Ray Ray, what will happen in my day day? What's the what's the what's the what's the what's the outcome? And when you start doing that, you be like, you know what? I probably shouldn't think about this because I may produce the same pain again with that guy. When I know the facts say, when I wrote down a sheet of paper, the facts say. That's what I need you to do. Get a sheet of paper, write down the facts. What are the facts of the reason why the relationship must should have ended with no false hope? Why? What? How did he treat you? How did he? How did he make you feel? Not what did he fulfill, but what? The, how did he make you feel? That's the difference. Because there's a lot of men that can fulfill things, and you'll get right back because he fulfilled uh, uh, opportunities. He gave you money, fulfilled or whatever stability in certain areas. But how did he make you feel? Did he make you feel like a woman? Did he make you feel like a woman of God? Did he make you feel secure and stable? Don't look at what he was able to fulfill. Ask yourself, how did he make you feel? The same thing with the women too, fellas. I think you'd be good. Love y'all. I got to go. Uh, thank you so much, sis. Thank, that's good, coach. Uh, I got to go, y'all. Yeah, I got to clear some. I got to clear some of my spirit. I got to go. Uh, love y'all. Be blessed. Make sure you hit that uh, post notification. If you missed me on this live, wasn't able to get your questions. There's a lot of great questions. I do go back. Oh. See, my wife said that's good. I'm going to leave her up there because she's looking good. Looking look like a little Debbie snack on the screen. But what I'm saying is if you feel like you haven't got your question answered, um, make sure you hit that post notifications so that you'll be able to uh, uh, get notification next time I come on. And then um, I'll be able to serve you all. Um, um, but I may do a video from you. I look through the comments all the time and I may be able to do answer your uh, question there. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Y'all have a good night. I see. Oh, books, card games, uh, purpose singleness. If you've been blessed by this, check out my website. I am and make sure I find it. I am unplugged.com. Here we go. I am unplugged.com for books, card games, courses, opportunities for you to give. If you feel, if you feel led by God to give to support what we do uh, with books, card games, all that good stuff, feel free to do that there. Um, we're coming out with a new book. We're coming out with a new book. It's a good let me stop. You'll see it soon. Cause I was gonna have to cat out the bag. Well, y'all see it soon. But either way, we love y'all. I'll see y'all next time. Uh, y'all be blessed. Peace.